Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Game Cola Podcast. This is podcast number 60. We've been around, what is this, our silver anniversary, or no? What is this? Does anybody um, know? Five years. Five, we well, podcast monthly, it's five years. Oh. I don't know, I was just talking about 60. It's our 60th podcast anniversary monthly. Or, well, I guess not really monthly, because the earlier ones were, like, whenever we felt like it. So either like three times in a month or like not once for like six months. Sure, it was around an average of a month. What is the 60th anniversary? Diamond Jubilee. No, that's 50th. Is it? Hold on. See, there used to be official rules for those things, but then they got rid of them because we don't like rules. Well, see, okay, here. Uh, Diamond Jubilee is a celebration held to mark the 75th anniversary, but only the 60th anniversary in the case of a monarch. Ah, I was thinking a wedding anniversary. Oh, whatever. Anyway, uh, we- we're off to a great start on our video game podcast. Clearly, we've been podcasting for so long, we've run out of important things to talk about. Yes. You know, uh, here with me today are Diana Gray, Joseph Martin, and Michael Gray. Everyone introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Diana. She's awesome. I'm Joseph Martin. I write articles on Game Cola sometimes, and I participate in a lot of podcasts as well. Uh, I'm Michael Gray. I write Fabricated News and Inside the Guide. Okay, so those are the people who showed up today. This time we have more than just Michael and I. Uh, yay, thank you, Joe. <laughs> I'm important. Uh, yay, people don't want just me. Actually, uh, we didn't get any... I'm, I'm looking over our potential topics and such, and we didn't get any fan mail this time. Because everybody hates it when it's Uh-oh. just me, and they're trying to convince me never to show up again. Oh. No, uh... Fine, I'll go in the corner and cry. Yes. I think it also may have to do with the fact that, uh, we brought half of our fans onto the staff. And then the other half of the fans who didn't make it onto the staff got mad at us and don't come around anymore. And now they're just posting mean comments on my blog. We could always go with the tried and true, what video games are you playing right oh, now? Oh, I loved it when I brought up that topic. Jetty, why don't we have that as a topic anymore? Uh, we could for our 60th anniversary. Ooh. Yeah, what video games are you guys playing, you guys? Joseph, you first, because you came up with the topic. Yeah. Um, okay, so right now I'm attempting once again to, um beat Fire Emblem the Sacred Stones, which was a 3DS Ambassador game. It was originally a Game Boy game. And it's hard, and I don't like it when my characters die. Wait, 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 wait. So I restart. Isn't that the easier one of the two Fire Emblem Game Boy Advance games? <laughs> it could be. Maybe. That's the one with I'm optional... I'm playing on that's hard the one mode. With... Oh, you're playing on hard mode. Okay. No, I'm just saying because I liked the Fire Emblem series before it was released into English. I'm just saying for people who might not know that Fire Emblem, when units die in battle, they die When they die in the game, they die in real life. Except for the part where you quick save and then erase that quick save and start the level over. That's exactly how I do it. And Jetty, were you making a reference to something? Uh, I don't know if it's a specific reference to something. I think it's a quote that I've heard from various places. I can't remember where I heard it first. I think I think it's just it's it's, it's just like Ralph the generic Getty. you're in a video game, you have to beat the game to get out. When you die in Canada, you die in real life. Where did that one come from? Hold on. When you die in the game, you die in real life. Let's see if I could spell it. Jetty, it's Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph, come on now. 
sounds more like a trope than a quotation. It's it's, it's not Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph is if you die in someone else's game, yeah, like you the, die for real. But if you die in your own this, game, uh, you're fine. This line is definitely from way earlier than... It is? Yeah. I've never heard that anywhere outside of Wreck-It Ralph. But Wreck-It Ralph, you are dying in video game, and the video game is real life, so... <laughs> Yeah. That's like saying if you die in real life, then you die in real life. Because that is their life. Did anybody actually die outside of their game besides, like, the villain of that movie? I don't so think how so. Did it, I mean, who died in order for them to know the veracity of that statement? I'm sure it happened at some point. That's a good point. My question always was, my question always was, what happens to, like, the video game characters if they die in their own game, but they weren't supposed to die in their game in the first place? Like, I just had a thought that, like, everything that happens in that game is, like, in a universe within that arcade. So, like, there are other arcades that have their own stories going on in them. Assumedly. Unless this is a magic arcade. No, what if the arcade got two copies of, you know, Super Mario Brothers? Yeah. Would there be, like, two Marios? Man... Or what if it just had Super Mario Brothers like the original? Would, like, Midget Mario be different from Normal Mario and then Fireball Mario? Would there be, like, three Marios running around? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it would be the same one, just with different power-ups. Okay, okay. So apparently that's what game I'm playing, Wreck-It oh. Ralph. I'm playing Wreck-It Ralph. Good job, that's, that's, that's a good game. I'm not playing it. There is actually a game. Like, the legit it's game. apparently yeah. not very good. It's sad. Fix-It Felix is actually kind of fun, though. If you, like, look up the Flash game somewhere... Like, they made a Flash game that's based, that's supposed to be, like, the Fix-It Felix game, and it's actually pretty fun. So, yeah, Fire Emblem and Sacred Stones. I'm told it's based off the Fire Emblem game I really like, and that's why I asked if it was the easy one. Because everybody hates the game I like because I haven't played it's too the other easy. <laughs> this, is, this is the one with the five stones, and the uh, cool thing about it is, like, it gives you, like, two people... Like, sort of, cause you're in, you're in control of, like, military groups. So, like, throughout the beginning, when it's still kinda teaching you, you switch between, like, these two, and they each sort of individually gain units. And then, like, I don't know, I don't know, I haven't beaten it yet, so I don't know if this is halfway, if this is a quarter of the way or anything, but you get to, like, pick an army, like, a leader, and then go through with those units. It's interesting. Okay, I'm looking up on the... F- so it's sort of replayability because you can go on two different storylines with the two different leaders. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was asking. Oh, I, I've also been playing Terraria in preparation for the uh, the, the group playthrough that we're hoping to it's do. very exciting. What is it? Apparently it's mm-hmm. like Minecraft but 2D or something? Uh, yeah, kinda. I mean, that's all it's that I've heard about it. I mean, it's not like just Minecraft and 2D. It's, it's not actually <laughs> Minecraft and 2D. If you really knew the game, you would know that it's on a whole different level than your child's, like, Minecraft. So what is it about? It's, I, I mean, it's, it's got sort of the same ideas, and I mean, it is a mining game. Yeah. But I guess you could say there's a more of a linear progression through it. Like, there's things that you're supposed to do. Okay. And there's a lot more sort of end game stuff that like, it's like in Minecraft, like when you get to the end game, it's not really that much different than the beginning, hmm. unless you're like doing a, playing with mods or something. Yeah. But in this, like there's a 
constant progression and there's I guess there's a lot more there's a lot more to it but I guess in the same sense there's a lot less freedom which I mean you know it's not that's not necessarily a bad thing because the game's designed around it yeah uh, I've never actually played Minecraft myself or rather I played it in some sort of like really early alpha stage I was like this game looks dumb <laughs> this will never take off <laughs> I think it was back then. There wasn't really a whole lot you could do with it. I think there were just sheep or something. I don't know. I didn't start playing until it was, like, almost all the way through beta. Well, like, when people started talking about, like, I need to eat food or there are creepers or whatever, I was like, what game are you talking about? Like, this doesn't sound like the game that I played. Mm-hmm. Well, it used to be, like, food instantly refilled your health, and now it's like, oh, you have a hunger bar, and if your hunger bar is at a certain point, then you'll regain health naturally. Yeah. But if it isn't, then um, you won't regain health. And also, if it goes too low, then you can't run anymore. They put running in it. That helped a lot. Interesting. Because you could, like, not move really slowly everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've seen people create some pretty neat stuff, but I guess I don't really know what the game is about <laughs> or whatever. So. In some ways, it kind of isn't yeah. about. I mean, there's there is, like, an end Actually, fairly literally, the last part of the game with the final boss is called The End. Okay. And it's a place. <laughs> but you don't really have to do that. You can really just do whatever. When you say that, I'm reminded of uh, when I used to play Daggerfall, like the uh, the second game in the Elder Scrolls series. You're supposed to, like, very quickly, in, like, the first hour of the game or whatever, do a bunch of these quests that are, like story quests that are timed, and I just never did them. I would just play the game, and the game would let you play it. Like, you didn't have to do the story at all. You just <laughs> ran around and kill things. So uh. People will, like, you know, make cool things, but it's like, why didn't you, why would you do it in this instead of, you know, just drawing a picture or something yeah. or making a 3D model? I guess it's just sort of that, like, limiting thing, like limiting yourself to a certain thing makes it better. Yeah. Like how pe- like how pixel art sort of has its own charm. Yeah. No, I can understand it. You know, it's a it's a different medium. Why do some people choose to do clay or whatever instead of something else? Animation is hard. Yes, it's true. Yeah, I've never played Fire Emblem the Sacred Stone. And I mean I played like the first level, but then I wanted to go back and play um Fire Emblem Game Boy Advance just in case that was um the tour related. Are they? Um I think so. I mean the you talking about the 3DS one? No, I'm talking about the Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem games. Yeah, one of the the 3DS one is the advance is an advanced game. Mm-hmm. It's a very advanced game. A Game Boy Advance. You'll love this. This is the this is the description of the first Fire Emblem game released in the United States. It's a prequel to another game in the series. <laughs> <laughs> it's a prequel <laughs> to the first game, <laughs> or. To the only game that's released. How did... That is so weird. That's the, what is. It's a prequel to Fuen no Tushurgi. I don't know which one that is. It's a prequel to. Oh, it's a prequel to the Game Boy Advance game, which came right before it. So wait, they made a game for the Game Boy Advance, then they made the prequel for it. And Fire Emblem: The Sacred Stones has no relation to any other game in the series, and it's the only game to be that way. Okay. So is that? That was Joe, Joe, Joe did his game that he did, or, hey, so Michael, I guess, what games have you been playing? 
I have two games on the games I should be playing list. I've got Fire Emblem Awakening for the 3DS. Because mm. I love Fire Emblem. Apparently this is the Fire Emblem cast. And I've also got the Castlevania Lords of Shadow Mirror of Fate. This this game has two subtitles. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. Does it think it's made by Square Enix or something? It's made by Konami? Oh, Konami. I think I've heard of them. They had some sort of code. I, I, I think it's know. I think it's Konami. Oh, Konami, no, no, no. like Tsunami. Was no, 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 no. That was yeah. that was Cartoon Network. They they aired like the Dragon Ball Z Z series uh, and they called it Toonami. It was Toonami. Yeah, that's something different. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, I have both of those games for the 3DS because that's the only system I have, and they both came in the mail, and I have not played them yet. Because I'm busy recording um, the 101010 on the 3DS for the Nintendo. <laughs> I mean, the game Cola YouTube. So I um, that game has like uh, nine. It has about 20 pathways, but like nine pathways which count as real pathways rather than just bad endings. <laughs> yeah. So I I've did I've done pathway number one, and it took uh, four hours and 42 minutes. Oh. <laughs> So it's probably going to take forever for me to finish the other eight pathways, and I haven't started because it's going to take forever. You think I would play that game? <laughs> you just don't want to play a 20-hour game? No, I do want to. I just don't have it. Oh, well, you can watch You can watch it on the GameCola YouTube channel with or without commentary. How fancy. Whoa. So it's like a DVD Because people release. kept complaining. People kept <laughs> complaining that we were talking over the game and this one actually has voice acting so that complaint is now legitimate. <laughs> yeah. So, is it Diana's turn? Oh, it's my turn. What games I've been playing? Yeah. Uh, I just finished Master Quest for the 3DS for Legend Zelda Ocarina of Time. That was fun. Uh, I was really proud of myself yeah. for beating that. And... It's nicely I was done. disappointed when that game came yeah. out, but... That's actually about right. it. I just... I pre-ordered Animal Crossing for the 3DS when that comes out this summer. So I'm kind of excited for that, too. There are a lot of games coming out for the 3DS yeah, I, right I now. Yeah, I pre-ordered Animal Crossing and Luigi's Mansion. Hopefully I'm going to get that, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's about it, Luigi's actually. The <laughs> 3DS with its lackluster library is actually getting a lot of titles. Yeah, I know. So why is Luigi getting another mansion? What's the story behind this game? I, I because, don't know. You know I, that's he I really to hated the first mansion, so why is he getting another one? He won a uh, a sweepstakes that he didn't enter. <laughs> yeah, that's how he won the first one, but I'm I'm questioning the second one. I think it'd be funny if he actually won it in a sweepstakes he entered. Yes. Who gives away mansions in a sweepstakes? Very rich people Apparently. that don't want Maids. mansions. Maids. <laughs> Maids. Because oh. it's a sweepstakes. I was going to go for a supermarket sweep joke, but that was much better. Oh, apparently the story with Luigi's Mansion 2 is that the professor from the first game just calls up Luigi and says, Hey, I've done more research. There are more ghosts. You need to come here. Oh, well, there you go. Does Professor Gad know that, you know, Luigi has a much smarter and handsomer <laughs> and um, more efficient older brother? I don't know. Daisy seemed to like him just fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. We don't speak of the dark times. <laughs> Which one's the older brother again, Mario or Luigi? I always thought Luigi because he's taller, but I could I, I be think wrong. Mario's older. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think I'm pretty sure Mario's supposed to be older. Yeah. I think they talked about it a because lot in the Mario and Luigi's Partners in Time, but it's been so long since I played that, I forget. When they introduced time travel into the Mario universe, things got weird. That was just that one game, though. No, it's, but there's there's been time travel in other Mario games. Yeah, Mario is missing in Mario's Time Machine. Uh, Yoshi's Island DS. <laughs> that had time travel in it. <laughs> the DS version of Yoshi's Island. And the going back and forth between when they were babies and stuff like like just games with that, like in Mario and Luigi Partners in Time, there's a parent they kind of created like this apparent plot hole quotation marks because Professor Egad is studying at a volcano in that game, like in the past. But then in Luigi's Mansion, it says he's like been there his whole life. Oh, a uh, different Professor Egad. Duh. I would just say that, you know, one day he decided, you know, I'm going to take a break from looking at ghosts and I'm just going to go to a volcano for a little bit. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing. vacation. Yeah, but I mean, why would he say he's lived in the mansion his whole life if he, I mean, why didn't he say, I lived in the mansion my whole life and I took a break in a volcano? <laughs> he needs to be more specific. But say you've always lived in the same house, but like he, like, you know, went to visit, I don't know, Florida for a month, but you were just vacationing there, you, you wouldn't say that you, you'd still say that you lived in that one place your whole life. Yeah, like... Yeah, but I mean, this is the past, right? So wouldn't he have, you know, remembered Luigi from that previous timeline? Oh my gosh, no. you're right, this time travel makes no sense. It's Nintendo logic. No, because he's old. Old when people did he don't meet, remember when things. When did he meet Luigi for the first time? <laughs> Old people only remember things when it's convenient for the plot. So okay. I would make some, like, mean reference to, um, whatever you call it, Doctor Who, but I don't know enough about it. <laughs> every Doctor Who story I've read comes out that way. He apparently is horrible at time travel and doesn't understand how it works. So every time he meets somebody, it's like, wait, I've already met you. Oh, wait, I'm going to meet you in the future. Ooh. <laughs> I think he just, that sounds like he just likes to say it. Like, oh, I forgot. I can time travel. He just travel. likes to brag about the fact that he's a time traveler. Whoops. It slipped my mind that I can time travel. Oh, yeah. It's not like it's his main character trait or anything. <sighs> you know. Okay, so speaking of this, how do the Mario Party games fit into the Mario Party universe? Do they? Oh, well, I mean, I'm just looking at the Mario wiki, and they have, like, Professor Egad and all these Mario Party games. Mm-hmm. Well, that those supposedly took place after Luigi's Mansion, I guess. The ones where Egad is in. And Luigi fixed the mansion, so he didn't need to live there anymore. Oh, okay, cool. No, I'm just saying, I, I've seen a couple of humorous images on the internet where it's like, Mario is such a good guy, you know... Bowser kidnaps the princess every year, but Mario still invites him over every year to have a giant party and go go go-karting. Mario's just a really, really nice guy. Or maybe that explains how Bowser is able to kidnap the princess so easily. (laughs) So, video games that I've been playing. Yes, actually, uh, I have been playing a game recently, or I was up until about a day ago. I had always been a fan of Ragnarok Online for some reason. Uh, the MMO from back in the day. And apparently my friends found out that they were making Ragnarok 2, which is hilarious because they already made a Ragnarok 2, and it was terrible and had nothing to do with the original game. 
this Ragnarok 2, which apparently is supposed to hide that other Ragnarok 2 that apparently they don't want to admit ever happened. Yeah, that's what they did with the Christmas story, too. (laughs) Really? (laughs) They had one in Yes, honestly, the one which was released last year, Christmas Story 2, now we pretend that the other sequel didn't happen. (laughs) I was going to say, I I heard about they were going to make a Christmas Story 2, and I was like, didn't they already have one? Yes, but this one replaces that bad one, which never happened. Uh, Continue. Okay, yeah, so like, there's this new Ragnarok Online 2, and we decided to go play it, and... I don't know, I I played it for about a week, and then we all decided to give up because it's just... They tried to take what was unique about Ragnarok and make it more like every single other Korean MMO that's out there. And the only thing, basically, that's the same about this Ragnarok 2 is, like, some of the character names and stuff. Like, the names of towns, that kind of thing. And nothing else is really has anything to do with the original game, and it's disappointing and boring and i don't know i wasn't very impressed poor jetty he hasn't been playing fun games like super mario time traveling problems three (laughs) yeah but now i'm starting to wonder but i mean if baby mario was killed would that mean adult mario automatically dies and how does uh mario and time work into this that's what we're i think that's what we're talking about Oh, no, Mario Cannon is not my forte. No, the I'm talking about uh, the educational. I assume that means you are thinking about Mega Man. Cannon is your forte. Your your, your forte. Your forte. Does anyone else get that, or is it just? Me? I get it. Cause I, I, I get, get it. A, I, I get there's it. A, there's a character named Forte. Yep. In some translations, bases like Japanese name is Forte. I think yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Mario's Time Machine. That's yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, Super where he... Nintendo. And apparently also DOS. And I think there was a, an NES version that was released at the same time. Uh, there was. SNES. Well, no, no, no. That they also made like a duplicate of the game that was just terrible. Like they made a. Oh. I mean, being that it's an educational game, it was released on every platform. Mm. Mario Returns the Declaration of Independence. Why have I not played this game? You haven't? What? You haven't no. played it? I don't have a Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, but it also came out on DOS. Oh, then I guess I should play it. <laughs> it so was... Bowser builds a time machine called, called the, the time Emulator. Yes. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really clever, actually. <laughs> so Bowser can build his own time machine? Why has he not done this in any of the other games? He has. Yoshi's Island DS. Oh, yeah, right. He goes back in time. Well, why doesn't he just go... Well, this is my question. Go back in time and kill baby Mario, and then... <laughs> he tried. In Yoshi's Island DS. Yeah, and, and then... failed. And that's where the Terminator came in, but then they have to go further back in time to kill him before that. Wait, did oh. I... Isn't that how... Wait, wait, wait. The Timulator takes place in Menlo Park in 2001? <laughs> what? Why wouldn't if it? If a user enters a portal too soon or is set a destination not within the game story, like Menlo Park 2001 AD, the user is dumped back into 1993, the present. There's also some sort of weird, like, surfing game that, I don't know. I lived in Menlo Park for a few years. I'm just surprised that Menlo Park was mentioned in a Mario game. Yeah, well, I mean, he has to take the light bulb to Menlo Park to... 
Oh, it's, it's the it's the lame Menlo Park on the East Coast. Well, forget that Menlo Park. Uh, oh, yeah. Forget your lame West Coast fake Menlo Park where nothing ever happened. Hey. Oh, oh, ouch, ouch. Come on, hey. Shirley Temple lives in Menlo Park. Yeah. She's alive? West Coast Menlo Park. Yeah, she's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> How should I know? God. <laughs> Didn't you see her when you were going, like, trick-or-treating at Menlo Park? <laughs> I totally did. <laughs> Actually, wait a minute, wait a minute. She lives sort of north. Yeah, Atherton, which is two streets over from where I lived in Menlo Park. Close enough. It's close enough. It's the same neighborhood. Yeah. Yet another reason. Ty Cobb apparently lives there as well. Yeah. Willie Mays? Dude, this is Jerry Rice? Wow, this is where all the famous uh, sports players live. Huh. And somebody from the Grateful Dead, but I never really heard that band. So anyway, yes, uh, how does Mario's time machine factor into time travel in the Mario series? It doesn't, because Professor Egad's time machine is completely different from the Timulator. Wait a minute. So, it's called Mario's time machine, but I thought Bowser made the time machine. So isn't it Bowser's time machine? <laughs> or does Mario, Mario have his own time machine in conjunction with Bowser's? No, I think Bowser gave it to him. Why? Hold on. Oh, hold on. Mario might have repossessed the time machine. I don't uh, know. The player character Mario uh, takes control of the timulator and returns the artifacts to their proper areas in time. So I guess he stole it? But see, yeah, that's but the thing. Because Mario wins, it's his time machine. He Because he won, he, get, he lied to everybody about it, probably. Yeah. See, the victor gets to write history. Except for the part where he also wrote in the part where he stole it from Bowser. Yeah, it's just like how Helen of Troy, yeah. It's saying like how Helen of Sparta, I mean, she's known as Helen of Troy because she was kidnapped and taken to Troy. But then they all got killed, so I don't know why they still name it after her. Poor <laughs> Helen. But it's like that. <laughs> so has anyone else played any video games? So wait a minute, why does Mario have to return Joan of Arc's shield? I mean, she gets killed anyway. <laughs> that obviously didn't do very much. Well, she was burned at the stake. Oh, her shield didn't protect her from that. Yeah, it wasn't a flame-proof shield. She didn't quit, she was fired. Whoa. Ah. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, I don't like that joke either, but I keep using it whenever I can, because I can't think of any other Joan of Arc puns. I knew a guy who claimed that he was a descendant of Joan of Arc. I don't know how that... Sure she didn't how, have any how would that work? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Like... <laughs> Maybe he meant related to. No, I don't know. Like, I, I talked to him, and I don't know, he was from China, and he said that he was so a descendant wait, of he... <laughs> Joan <Okay>. of Arc. <laughs> he was pretty serious about it, too. Oh, well. Yes. Yes, what a guy. So anyway, uh, Mario. Super Mario. Did anyone actually play Yoshi's Island DS? No. I played the that SD one. Um, which one is Yoshi Island's DS? Is that the one for the DS? No. Okay, no, the I haven't played it. Silly. It's for the DS, that's why it's in the title. Oh, well, I played the previous Yoshi's Island, which was apparently a remake of a, another Yoshi's Island. Yeah, I think I Yeah, that's what, that's what I noticed, too, later. Yoshi's Island was the second Game Boy game I ever played, which is weird because it's supposed to be an SNES game. I beat it pretty early, too. 
and I tried to play it again, but I couldn't remember how I did it. <laughs> it was an okay game. I got bored, like, halfway through. Yoshi's not too interesting. It's, it's like, my favorite game ever. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Wow. That's my goal. Clearly, we're talking about different games here. What's weird about that game, though, is that they kept all of the gameplay the same, but... Like previous entries in the Mario series, Super Mario <laughs> World 2 Yoshi's Island is a two-dimensional side-scrolling platform game. Okay, well, the thing about Yoshi's Island DS is that it's supposed to be the same as the SNES game that they... The thing about Yoshi's Island, the Game Boy Advance one, was that they kept everything, like, mostly the same. They changed, They added in a couple levels, but one of the strange things that they did is that they used the sound effects from uh, Yoshi's story in N64 game. That's weird. Yeah, I'm told that... I'm told it's on purpose because they changed the sound effects for the original SNES game on purpose to make uh, Baby Mario scream more annoying so people would be more motivated to pick up Baby Mario as soon as possible. <laughs> really I always felt really bad. I always felt really... I would, like, if I was about to, to not get Baby Mario back, I would just throw myself off a cliff so that I wouldn't have to see the... the so I wouldn't have to see the uh, Kamek Toadies take him away. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but, I mean, apparently that's something they did with the SNES game. They purposely changed the sound effects. After they completed the game, they went back and changed the sound effects to make Baby Mario more annoying. Wow. I never found it that annoying. I I did. I don't know. That's probably just me, but... I mean, I found it annoying enough that I wanted to stop it, but not like that it ruined the game for me. Oh, no, no, no. It didn't ruin the game for me. It was just annoying. I mean, I guess it was supposed to be, but... But, like... Mm-hmm. They changed, like, you know, the jumping sound effects and the, uh... The flutter jump sound effects. Yeah, yeah, the hoppering hop. Mm-hmm. That's all from that's all from uh, Yoshi's story. In the SNES version, they like have completely different sound effects. I don't think like there are Yoshi sounds. Yeah, well, Yoshi has a new voice actor now, apparently. Oh, I'm I'm just making that up. I was gonna say I don't yeah. think that he had a voice actor in the Super Nintendo version. <laughs> I wanted to play Yoshi's story for the N64, but the person at the GameStop recommended against it because he said it was too easy. <laughs> He said I'd beat it's the got, game within a day, so I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll pick that Zelda, whatever it is, then. I think he was just trying to make a sale. Yeah, a jerk. He wanted me to pay extra for the golden cartridge copy of The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Well, I, I didn't know what Zelda was back then. That was my introduction to the series. I don't recall what the first Zelda game I played was. So, Jenny, because Jenny, you're the oldest person on this podcast, what's up with this Super Mario TV show that all of us are too young to remember? Oh, yeah, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I watched, like, all of that on the internet. Like, why? What about it? Oh, I never it's watched it on... Oh, you can watch it on the internet. Okay. Or so you it's could. Like a I don't know. TV they might have show? taken it down. Yeah, and it had yes. live actors and also cartoon segments. I didn't... I didn't... I skipped the live parts most of the time. <laughs> Those are the best parts. <laughs> well, I was it was back when I was younger and I didn't have like appreciation for things that were hilariously bad. Yeah. No, I like also that weren't cartoons. So was there more than one Super Mario Super Show? Uh I don't think so. There was like they made like a 
thing where it was like they called it something different and they like threw in more stuff about Mario 3 in it, but it was the same show. Oh. They called it okay. something different. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like Mario, the that's what it's saying. Hmm? Yeah, it's, I mean, it was like the same characters, the same style of animation, the same, I'm pretty sure the same people. They just called it something different. Yeah. Like with the Pokemon TV show, and it's like, how, like, whatever, 13 years? How long has that show been going on? A while. I've never seen that either, so I don't know. Pokemon TV show's been around for a long time. Super Mario Brothers Super Show, yes. I used to watch it. With a Mario Brothers and Plomenza game. No, uh, do the Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario, take oh one God. step. And then again, let's do the Mario all together now. <laughs> do, 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 do. You got it. Do, 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 do. It's the Mario. Do, 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 do. do the Mario. Oh my god. <laughs> like, that was the song. They skipped, well, they skipped like half of the, the, the song. Like, there's more to the Mario song. Well, also, if you notice, like, I didn't realize it until I was like in my teens and I was thinking about the song and all he's saying, like, all that the, quote, Mario is, is Mario walking. Like, swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go do the Mario. Take one step and then again, let's do the Mario all together now. Like, all he's talking about is walking. Like, that's, quote, the Mario. Just <laughs> Those are his dance moves. They just happen to be very similar to walking. Apparently. Except that, like... When I was a child, I remember interpreting, you know, swing your arms from side to side as, like, literally from left to right, not as, like, at my side, like, when you're walking. Oh, so you're throwing your arms up in the air and waving them around like you didn't particularly care? (laughs) No, I was waving them, like, out to my sides, like, straight out to the sides. From left what to right. What is that from, by the way? What? <laughs> you throw your hands up in the air. I only know, like, the Backstreet Boys song where they do that, but I think they took it from something else. <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's variously from different uh, hip-hop and rap songs. I think it's like a dancing thing. I don't know. Like, I, I think it... I don't... I'm not experienced in musical culture. Yeah. I was trained in Irish dance, and you don't use your hands for any of that. But, yeah, I'm looking up on the internet, and they're like, Five different hip hop people who apparently use it. Did anyone ever see slash play the Mario DDR game? No. What? Whoa, whoa! We've got to play this. I game think it staff. exists. I've seen gameplay footage. I think. I'm not sure if it actually exists. For the Nintendo GameCube, Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix. <laughs> that yeah. is amazing. Is there level in which you get to do the Mario? I would assume, I would hope so. I'm googling it. I don't remember what he dances to. I saw like a video of like. Here are the songs. The- uh, it, I've got a list of every single song. It looks like most of the songs are taken from Mario video games. Here we go. That's the first song. Oh. Is that is that the Mario? That's not do the Mario, but it's close enough. It goes do 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 do. Wait, no. No. That's the second game. No, that is the first game. That's the first game. Yeah, and that's the one Let's that I was just bum, saying. Bum, yeah. bum. Do the Mario. Okay, so that is the do-do, first do-do, do-do, song do-do. in um, do-do, do-do, do-do. Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix. Yes. And what's the second one? 
Like, it's literally the exact models for, like, Mario Party, like, 6 and 7, I think. You know, I kind of do think that he is doing the Mario. Like, as far as I can tell, he is, you know, swinging his arms from side to side, taking one step and then again. Yeah, he's totally doing the Mario. They're even doing it all together now. <laughs> yes. This game, wow. I'm really just reminded of that, the Star Wars Connect dance game. Did you guys see that when it was posted on GameCola.net, the video game website? Or are you guys too busy watching this uh, dance video? I don't know what website you're talking about. I've I've seen it, like, everywhere. I, I think I've lost our train of video games thought. Yes, well, uh, what, what was the topic in specific that you had in mind? Because I have, like, four or five written down. Oh, because I have the... Um... The 3DS games I was talking about earlier, Fire Emblem Awakening and Castlevania Lords of Shadow Mirror of Fates, in front of me. I'm just looking at the boxes, and um, this is a stupid topic, but um, you know, you know, just the the box for Castlevania has everything in English, and then everything, and then Spanish, and then everything in French. Okay. Why? Well, because they only then have to print one package for uh, all of their areas. Yeah. Like they can okay. sell it, they can sell it in America, Canada, and Mexico, like all off of one print instead of printing three separate boxes. It's just this little piece of paper that you slip underneath the plastic. <laughs> Efficiency, Michael. Efficiency. This game doesn't even have a. It, oh, it doesn't have a manual. No. These, no. These, I think games these days do still have manuals, just absolutely no one reads them. No, there's they, no manual for the uh, Castlevania game. Isn't There isn't? No. Maybe they only do it in console games. But mm. I remember being, like, the only person that I knew that would actually look at the manuals and game things. Well, that's where all the character names are and all the <laughs> information on how to play. But now we have text that tells us what the video games are about instead of us having to think of it ourselves. You mean there's story in the game now? What? Dude. Dude. No way. I know. Well, has anybody played, um, okay, the answer to this is no, but, uh, Dragon Ball Z Supersonic Warriors for the Game Boy Advance? Nope. Nope. Not had the pleasure. The manual for that was actually, uh, on the other side of the manual, you could unfold it and you'd have a Dragon Ball Z poster. Oh. So you wanted to buy the game because it was a poster slash manual. You know, one side is the poster and the other side's the manual for the game. I just bought Dragon Ball Z for the poster. <laughs> it was an okay game. No, it was a really good game. It was, um, I liked it for story mode, believe it or not, because they went into a bunch of what-if stories. So basically it's like, okay, what if Gohan was the main character this, of the series? What would happen then? I think they tried to do that, and then everybody got mad when Goku died. <laughs> yeah, but he died like six times and came I think back. That the, part of the reason is that they tried to kill him off six times, and everybody still kept getting mad. <laughs> so they had to bring him back because of fan demand. I think the problem was when they killed him... Well, no, I mean, like, they killed Goku off, and then they jumped ahead seven years in time to make Gohan the main character, because now he's an adult and he can be the main character. But then they completely changed his personality. People change after seven years. No, oh, Michael. I know, but I mean, they wanted to have cool Gohan be in charge. Especially children. He went through puberty. I'm just saying, he did not change. He did not change to the point where he could handle the main character status. 
he had to have Daddy come back and take it away from him. Puberty changes a man, quite literally. <laughs> yeah. But with, with Dragon Ball Z Supersonic Warriors, they had that scenario for everybody. So it's like, what if Krillin was the main character? What if Piccolo was the main character? What if Frieza somehow became good and he is now the main character? What? <laughs> I, they did it for literally every character in their lineup. I'm beginning to notice a pattern. Yeah, so it's basically every... I don't know how many characters they had in the game. Maybe like 12. So they had a scenario for each character being the main character of the series, including the villains. Wow. And then some of them were a real stretch, because, like, a villain who only shows up... Like, Captain Ginyu, who only shows up for, like, 20 episodes and gets killed. (laughs) And, you know, in Dragon Ball Z time, that's actually, like, three minutes. Wait, what about... uh, Oh, what was the name of that little guy? Uh, Yamcha's friend. No, you're thinking of Tien's friend, Chaozu. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that one. It's a Chaozu. Yeah, Vegeta, it's a Chaozu. <laughs> um, no, we have Goku, Gohan, Piccolo, Krillin, Vegeta, Trunks in the Future, Captain Jinyu, Frieza, Android 18, Dr. Jiro, Cell, Majin Buu, and Gotenks. I don't care about any of those characters. What? No, you love all those characters. Do I? I don't know. I actually didn't really listen to the list. Oh, well, Tien appears, I hope but... you like some of them, because that was basically, like, the main cast. <laughs> I didn't really watch Dragon Ball Z, so... <laughs> I only watched the spin-off episodes. Or whatever, I don't know. You I... watched Dragon Ball GT? Ouch. I watched some, the, uh, what was it called? I don't know, some newer dub that was actually running on television for a while, more recently. Oh, yeah, 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 it's coming back. I think Jetty and I talked about it in, oh, like, the previous The Dragon Ball Kai or... thing? Yeah. Yeah, 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 for, like, a half hour. The one that, like, abridges all of the... Apparently, like, takes out all of the unnecessary length. Yeah. Oh, he's powering up. Jetty, explain why... Explain why Dragon Ball Z was so long and had so much filler. Yeah, well, the deal is, uh, they were making the show while the dude was making the manga, so, like... I think I've heard this. Yeah, basically... Did you did you leave this in the other podcast? I think you did. I might have. He did, but I'm making him explain it again. Yeah, <laughs> just like a Dragon Ball Z episode. <laughs> oh, burn. <laughs> We're having a flashback of a flashback of a flashback. It happened. I remember this time that I remember the time that I was remembering the time. <laughs> now, uh, but yeah, basically, in order to stretch it out to last until the next time that he made the next chapter of the manga, they, uh filled, like, tons of, oh, he's powering up, uh, and stretched stuff out forever, so that was the explanation. So, I mean, what's to deal with manga? Do they only release, like, one episode, like, I don't know, I, is it like a comic book where it's like you've got a new issue every every month or so and you have to wait for next month before you can get the next issue and find out what happened to Batman next? I think it's unique to the piece of work. Like, you know, there are some comics that come out weekly and there are some that come out monthly. Yeah, basically. There are some that just come out whenever. Yeah, like, there are some that, like, have taken years to produce because the guy is also going on and doing, like, other projects and stuff. And she's like, hey, surprise, he's got another one that's about to be released. And it's like, oh, I haven't seen that in eight years. So. But apparently there are, like, 500 Dragon Ball Z games. I'm <laughs> looking at the list here. Wow. Oh. oh, yeah, there are a well, lot. Well, maybe not 500, but I'll... Let's, let's actually get a list. 
I will copy-paste and tell you how many things are on this list. Because they made a whole bunch of different fighting games that were all actually kind of the same. Yeah. And then they made sequels to all of those fighting games that were all kind of actually the same. That's a fair point, yeah. But At I least mean... from my experience. I don't know. There could be There could be a very original and unique Dragon Ball Z video game, but I have not seen it. <laughs> nor played. It would be weird if I had played it but not seen it. Like, played it with my eyes closed. Okay, so there are about 80 Dragon Ball Z games in existence. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. How many Mario games are there? Quite a few. We'll compare. But no, I mean, there were NES games. I mean, just go back long... I don't think they were released in America. Does that count, then? I don't know if we count that sort of thing. No, no, do we? Do we? Are we officially doing this, or are we just filling the time? I think there's also one... The RPG hmm? series, yeah. I think there's also... No, I'm saying there's an RPG series. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think there's also a few that were released only in America and not in Japan. That is highly possible. So what is Tap Battle? Dragon Ball Z... No, Dragon Ball Tap Battle, not Dragon Ball Z Tap Battle. Released for the Android 2.3 Gingerbread. Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3. That's the one I've played. Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3. I think actually uh, a friend of mine had me play that game. It's fun when you're playing against someone who also has no idea what they're doing. Yeah, that was basically what happened. I was like, after about five minutes, I was like, this game is completely pointless. But if you're playing against someone else who shares in that, it can actually be kind of a fun time. But if you play against the computer that actually knows what it's doing, it's not fun. Guys, I can bring this back to um, Game Cola, actually. I wrote a review for that game on Game Cola. Did you? I think I remember that. I included a clip of the game, a, a video clip of the game, which was basically uh, um, not of the game, but a, the Dragon Ball Z series making fun of it. And uh, YouTube got mad because it was copyrighted material and it caused a bunch of problems with the game Cola YouTube. Oh, well. Okay, no, I, I played the original, not the uh, number three. Video. There probably isn't that much Yeah, no, that's <laughs> I was just looking no, wait, at the release dates. I played dates. Budokai Tenkaichi 2. This was for the pre... Wow, this was... I don't know how to tell how... When a game was released on the old Game Cola. Oh, well. Uh, Well, it says U.S. release, November 2006. No, but, I mean, this article was written in uh, 2000... uh, July 2009. Which which article? His. My review. The one that you just sent here? Yeah, the review. Because, like, it says up at the top, U.S. release, November 2006... It, that's when the game was released. That's not when the article was released. Oh, I thought you were saying when was the game released, yeah, not the article. Yeah, like, No, I was looking for when the article like was. A Wii launch title, almost. So it took me three years to get to um, writing a review of this game. So that means that it must have come out with like the first within the first few months of the... When, what was the month that it said it came November. out? November. November? It came out November 2006. And when did the Wii come out? It came out in 2006, but when? I know that it was November because, um... What's the Zelda game for the Wii? Um, Skyward Twilight Sword Princess? or Twilight... You, you're thinking Twilight Princess. Yeah, Twilight Princess, that's what I mean. I mean, that was released in November for the Wii, but the GameCube version, a.k.a. the real hey. version of the game, was released in December. Only well, that was true the version of the game I pre-ordered. Play. The actual Twilight Princess, which is obviously the GameCube version, which is far superior. I feel like you guys are making fun of me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think we're making fun of no, Michael. No, I... <laughs> I pre-ordered Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, you know, because the game was in development for on like game five years. Early. So... Oh, well, it had to be on the game. Huh? It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so it's like, oh, guess what? The game's released, but we're releasing the GameCube version a month later because we want people to buy the Wii. And it made me really, really mad, so that's why I'm still complaining about it to this day, because I'm just a one I didn't baby. play until, like, 2010. I got the Wii one. I didn't play until, I think, 2011, because I played it at a friend's house. Because I got Ocarina of... Ocarina? Uka? How do you say it? I don't know. Ocarina. <laughs> the arena of time. Um, I got that, and I played like for the Wii Shop, and I got like to the first actual boss. Like I was, I played through the first part with Young Link, and I was having a real good time. And I got to the first actual boss, and it was hard, and I stopped playing. <laughs> Wait, which boss is the actual boss? Ocarina the... of Time? You mean Goma? No, no, no. The first actual boss. Or simple boss? Yeah. That's like six hours into the game. <laughs> yes, but the first thing is like the pre-game. It's like a little mini version of the game. And then you get into the actual game where it starts being hard. I had no idea where I was in that Forest Temple. Uh, yeah, even I got messed up with Forest Temple Master Quest. Well, Master Quest is, Master Quest is ridiculous. Because the walls that you can look at and the walls that you can climb are completely the same looking. No, they're not. No, they're not. The walls you can climb have vines all over them, dude. I get confused. I got... <laughs> everything was green or brown. I didn't know really? where I was. You should have checked my video walkthrough for that game. <laughs> I don't watch walkthroughs while I play. I only watch walkthroughs well, if I no, get hopelessly I actually, lost. I remember that temple in particular with my video walkthrough. I don't remember any other one because... Yeah, here it is. The The name of the video is My Favorite Temple is Shirley. Oh, yeah. I get it. I, remember that, cause I used that for the N64 one when I played on yeah. N64. Which I still have not beat, by the way. Because I'm a horrible shot with the bow, so I can't beat the shadow barrier because I can't shoot the torch. It's horrible. Wait, uh, which of... part of the game are you doing? On the N64. Oh, the shadow barrier. The oh, yeah, shadow the barrier in Ganon's Castle. It sucks. I can't yeah, do that's it. not that's not one you can use Din's fire to cheat on. No, like I was so proud of myself. I got like halfway across the room and then it died, and I had to shoot again. I used up all my arrows, so I had to kill myself. It was not fun. Well, see, that's the version I'm most familiar with because I grew up with the N64 version. So that's why you know, if slash when we are having our Ocarina of Time like Uber challenge to see who's better at playing, I'm you could so probably totally win because you know it's it's the same. Pretty much. No, the controls are completely weird. Oh, okay. I controls always have problems with the ends. I mean, with the 3ds controls in general for anything. Master Quest is messed up. Like Jabu Jabu, that was the that was no. There were you. You had to shoot the cow. Have you played it? Or Master I, Quest? I, I only went to Jabu Jabu and then stopped there. Yeah, that was disturbing. There's like cows stuck in the walls. Mm-hmm. I am not kidding. And to I get know, and through, you had to shoot to the cow. The room, that was... You had to shoot the cow. It's horrible. I've never played I this felt... game. <laughs> this is... Are we talking about the same Zelda here? Yeah. That's the sad part. This is terrifying. 
I didn't happen to perchance upon the part where there were cowls in the ceiling. No, it's a master quest. It's a master quest. You're good. Is that the is that the the mode that you play after you beat it? Yes. Yes, I certainly did not get that. It's you could play master quest mode first. Nothing's yeah, no, stopping I mean, you. It doesn't matter. Wait, is this is it only on the 3DS one? No. Okay. Is it on the Wii Shop Channel one? It was uh, originally so. released, um, like I said, like GameCube, Zelda was taking forever, so in order to, you know, prevent a riot, they released, it's like, here's GameCube, uh, I mean, here's N64 Zelda on the same disc as a Master Quest, which is the same game with different dungeons. Yeah, because I got that too, and I couldn't beat the first version of it, so I couldn't get the Master Quest. This is a GameCube game, then. Yeah, but they included it on the um, remake, the 3DS remake. Okay. Because I guess why not? I mean, it's just the palette swap. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> Every room is exactly the same, but different. It was more of a challenge for me. I kind of liked it. Except for the cows. It was. But I mean, it's like, I, I was just disappointed that every single room in the dungeon is shaped the exact same way as it is in the real game. Yeah, it's like that that's true. It doesn't really count as a new dungeon, just because things are in different places. It's like, still, that's sort of like the same dungeon. Yeah, that's true. So. So, you know what's an interesting idea? Video games? I guess. But, like, the Game Boy Advance was as powerful as the SNES, right? Okay. Because you could play SNES ports on it. Okay. Yeah. And now, the 3DS is more powerful than a Nintendo 64 because you can play Ocarina of Time with fancier graphics. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what about what about Super Mario 64 DS? Yeah, I have that too. So the DS was more powerful than the Nintendo 64. So my question is, when we get to whatever comes after the 3DS, is it going to be as powerful as the GameCube? <laughs> or have we already gotten there? No, that's my question. It's like, why is the 3DS not as powerful as the GameCube? Is it? Did Nintendo it just drop the ball? Is it not as powerful as the GameCube? Well, let's go to Wikipedia well, and look up the stats. GameCube was not in 3D. Do the, Yay! Do, do, yeah. do the handheld stats, like, match the... Like, do they directly correspond? I don't know. Well, I mean, what do you mean by more powerful? Like, it's the same game, but with better graphics. So, it's... Certainly. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you could say that the game has higher graphic. I mean, maybe the system has a higher graphics capability, but maybe it has slower processors. Yeah. Well, here because it says uh, the GameCube. Feel like your Zelda was slower processed. But here, the GameCube it says has a 486 megahertz processor, and the 3DS has a one gigahertz dual core. I'm pretty sure, like, uh, there are differences in. The coding and stuff, like whether the you know instructions per minute or whatever, really equal each other. There can be differences like that. Let's see, memory. So here's my question, but I mean this is in um, response to Joe's question. But with um, Ocarina of Time Master Quest on the GameCube, it was run on an emulator. Actually, they built an emulator into the game. Okay. So, I mean, that answers your question about whether it was slowed down. But, I mean, is Ocarina of Time 3DS, is that also run on an emulator? I don't know. How should I know? Or did me? they recreate it I have from no idea. Um, bottom up? 
I feel like they might have taken the original structure. Because I don't know. I don't know if they, like, just took the same game and put a fancier coat of paint on it and just threw That's it exactly in there. That's exactly what they what? did. I don't know if they, I'm pretty sure this if they sort of rebuilt it. They made no changes to the game whatsoever. They just put a fancy coat of paint on it. Well, yeah, but you, that's what the end result is. But did they make it this, that way, the same sort of thing? Or did they work, you know, on the other side of the spectrum? Did they literally start from nothing and just work from the ground up to create this exact replica on the 3DS? I doubt that happened, but that's well, sort of I the highly other side doubt of that. The, that's, the, that's the other end of the spectrum. Has anyone here, I uh, kind of don't imagine that anyone has, uh, played... Secret of Evermore? More like Secret of Nevermore. Oh. Because <laughs> oh. no one played it. <laughs> nope, I have not. Okay, because here's the thing. Uh, Secret of Evermore came out on the Super Nintendo a little while after uh, Secret of Mana. Both of them are called Secret of something. And both of them kind of play exactly the same. Like, there's this ring-based menu options where the options sort of swirl around your character and like it's an action-based 2d rpg and all this stuff except that secret of evermore was from the ground up built with completely new code by square of america whereas the other game was made by square of japan a couple years before completely independently so even though the games really look very similar ridiculously similar and it's pretty clear that, like, Secret of Evermore took a lot of cues from the other game. Uh, the code apparently was entirely from the ground up, built from scratch. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe they just had sort of, like, similar correspondence. Or, like, I feel like it's more than just a coincidence. It's gotta be more than just a coincidence, but not necessarily anything malicious. Like, uh, I mean, are we talking about Secret of Evermore or the other one? Either. I don't know. Whichever came second would probably be the one most likely to be guilty of copying. Oh, well, uh, Michael had started to go back to the Zelda game. Sorry. Well, no, I was was saying with Zelda GameCube, they they took the original programming from the N64 and just sort of reprogrammed it and stuff. So, I mean, the Zelda GameCube wasn't completely ground up. They, They took stuff from the previous entries, and I imagine the Zelda series has continued that tradition... I'm sure nowadays nobody's in the at least like the big league starts completely from scratch anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, you hear games are made on, uh, you know, using the Unreal Engine or whatever. Uh, that kind of stuff happens quite often, where they just use an existing engine that somebody else built. So no, uh, especially games that are all made by the same company are probably used using existing engines from other games or some sort of internal engine that's. You know, cross game or whatever, or like you know, in, they'll you know cut corners like with Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy Two. I'm pretty sure they just copied and pasted the mm-hmm. physics, <laughs> yeah, from that because yeah. it's basically the same game. No, very likely. There's necessarily anything wrong with that. It's the same game, but it's more like just the game extended. Yeah, with just as much content. Or it's like they just made the same great game twice, and it was great both times. Or Mega Man. Well, they they have minor graphical upgrades in all the various Mega Man NES games. Hold on, um, this is a gradual progression. This is certainly from the first one. Hold on, where was it? What was the first one? Is, the first one isn't very good. 
I like the first one. It's got the most glaring flaws, though. Yeah, okay, we can we can agree like on that. Like the ones that are most unique to it. Like you can say you could you could say that several of the Mega Man games have lackluster weapons or lackluster music, but like the fidgety controls and the sort of strange way they go about difficulty is kind of unique to. Mega Man 1. After Mega Man 2, they kind of hit their stride on all the problems that Mega Man 1 had, and the rest of the series would have different interspersed problems. Namely, that stupid thing where Mega Man has butter on his shoes. What? That's oh, setting off. No, that's because the ground is icy, you know? That's Not, what happens when okay. it's snowy. You just slide on the ground everywhere. Okay, that's fine in Iceman stage, but in the castle stage where they've got the one power up on the tiny little platform and I just tap the left button to go get it and then I grab the power up and then I go hurtling off the edge even though I wasn't pressing the left button anymore. I think most games on the NES were like that though. But not the rest of them. Uh, Mega Man 2 still had it a little bit but not nearly as bad and then it was completely gone from Mega Man 3 to Mega Man 6. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I posted a, a thing in the chat where uh, if you scroll down a bit, you will see Mega Man 4. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this. Yes, it's a Mega favorite. Man 4, Mega Man 5. Yeah. I can appreciate so. that joke, even though Mega Man 5 is my favorite. And Jetty, that, that game there in the middle... Huh? Which game? Uh, Heavy Rain. Oh, Has yeah. Has anybody played Heavy Rain? Glaring plot holes. I have seen uh, walkthrough of it, and I fell in love with it. I really want to play it. Good, because that's a topic. That's a topic we have on our topic list. Well, actually, the thing is, is that we've been recording for closing in on two hours. Okay, never mind. That's not a topic. We're not going to talk about it. Forget. Everybody hates that stupid game. It's old. Oh. It's, yeah, let's move on. Oh. Oh. It's not my fault we've been recording for two hours. But yes, but how much of that two hours is usable podcast material? Well, that's the thing. It's going to be cut down to between an hour and 15 and an hour and 30. Well, can't we just do the cool thing where we do a double-length podcast and then just not podcast next month? Uh, Maybe. Now I want to know what you're going to say about Heavy Rain. Uh, sure, okay, Jetty. fine. We can talk about Heavy Rain. Yay! Jetty, you're Woo-hoo! assuming that there is less than 30 minutes of this <laughs> that has been on that has not been off topic. Yeah. You know, like, do we even have a topic? What was our topic? Mm, video games. Okay. We had Dragon Ball Z and oh, Zelda. Not even, like, a specific topic. Just kidding. We, we, we take anything that would get close to video games, otherwise we wouldn't have a podcast. Okay, let's talk about okay. Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain. Yes. Yeah, therefore Heavy quick. Rain it is. Quick. Okay, what's the topic, Jetty? Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain. <laughs> about how it's just a video game that you play in. It's like Space Ace, right? Is that what we're going to talk about? Yeah, I thought I thought like I emailed you the I didn't I email you like a whole paragraph on what to say and what it's like. Did you? I didn't, did I? I'd, it was just a Facebook chat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you just like made a Yeah, we I think we talked about it a bit. Uh we talked yeah. about a couple video games on Facebook, but never uh Okay, well you're you're going to have to go all the way back to that Facebook chat and um look it up. Well, we can't just talk about it. I don't remember anything. Well, no, you... no, no, we need to have my actual quotation because I'm pretty sure I said something genius. 
Hold on. And then we talked about words with friends forever. Wait, does Facebook really keep every single conversation we've ever had? Yes, and they used yeah, to let you, yeah. they used to let you search through it, and now they don't. So literally, if you have something that you want to see from like forever ago, you have to scroll through <laughs> everything you've ever said. Can't you like control F it? No, no, they don't let you. Like, I mean, it doesn't load everything all at once. So you have to scroll up until you get far enough back. So like. You scroll up, then you wait two seconds, then you scroll up some more, and you wait two seconds, and you scroll up some more. Like, okay, so this was our conversation on March tenth. Okay, we talked about made RPG. Yeah, I was looking at um, that. I'm going back and and then Space Ace. Yeah, Space Ace it was. You ran the. Okay, here's a quote from Alex Jedrzak's, um Twitter. Back on the track on the flip side, no diggity. <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait, is this on Twitter? No, this is not your Twitter. This is on your Facebook. Okay, but, I was going to... Mean... Twitter. Oh, oh you're, you're way back there. I'm, okay, i i got to scroll up more. So about Space Ace, and then I bring it up. Space Ace, that was... Oh, this is great, Jetty. You know, we can recreate our Facebook um, text chat. Yeah. Oh, boy. I can read yours. I saw it on YouTube, and I'm... <laughs> How is this a game? Now you read... That's the joke. Yeah, yeah I'll read Alex's parts, <laughs> and you read Michael's. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. That's the joke. Yes. Modern gaming technology has finally caught up with the ability to like, <laughs> press left or right at a given time, and do something based on that. Like, as a joke, I brought my brother Space Ace for his birthday. It's a DVD video game, a game that you play on your DVD player using the DVD remote. So the person actually inputs some stuff. Like, when the monster shows up on the left, you want to press right. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't press it or if you press the wrong one, it shows you the bad ending video. And if you press the right one, it shows you the video for the next part. Yeah, it's not much of a game. So I found the E3 game I was talking about. This was the first game that Sony showed off at E3. It think it has less gameplay than Space Ace. Does Space Ace tell you which buttons to push, or do you have to guess? You have to guess. That's way more difficult. Yeah, I think it might give you the options, like up, left, or right. I can't remember, though. I'm going to watch the Tomb Raider trailer. I think in that game's, quote, interactive cutscenes, unquote, they at least have a pop-up box which says things like, press A now, or maybe that was the car racing game. It's been a while since E3. Okay, so my question to Diana is, I didn't is that say that, the Michael. gameplay in Heavy Rain is like? <laughs> I haven't actually played it because I don't have a PlayStation, but... But, uh, pretty much, it tells you what to do. I watched someone playing it with, um, with the move, so that was interesting. Um, but I think with the move, it's a little bit more entertaining because you actually have to, like, do the actions that they're telling you on the screen, and that will, like, influence the story. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure book video game style. I guess, I think, kind of. I think you said that, Michael. I, I just, I really liked it. I don't know why. I just, really want to play it, so I'm looking to get a PlayStation for that and then some other games. Alright, so getting back to the uh, chat conversation, yeah. Jody says, weird. Like, that just seems so strange, that sort of gameplay. In a way, I guess it's kind of cool. Like, you're playing a movie, whoa! Which is kind of neat in a way, but at the same time, I don't know, it doesn't appeal to me so much, I guess. I prefer the, quote, alternate endings, unquote, game where it's more like a choose-your-own-adventure book. <laughs> oh, there you go. 
Like, they are making a movie out of it, though. I read on somewhere. They're why would they make a movie out of a video game that's I, basically I, a movie? I don't, I don't know. I saw, it's on um, IBN or whatever the movie website is. It's like 2014 or something. I'm like, I'm just see it. IMDB. I think it's funny. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I think IGN and the <laughs> other one combined in my mind. IMDB is the internet movie database, right? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. my dad kept saying international movie database, and I'm like, no, it's internet. Sorry. Let's see who the preliminary cast for this movie is. I think this would be a great movie. Oh, they don't have a cast. I don't cast. know if there's too much Never information mind. on it yet. Yeah, there's not, there's not too much information on it yet. There's no information on it whatsoever. I think it was cool, though, because um, if you watch like the behind-the-scenes stuff for the making of Heavy Rain or whatever, they um they base the characters on the voice actors, like what they actually look like. So, like they show like a picture and then the voice actor next to it, and they look like exactly the same. It's kind of creepy. Mm. It's, it's, I think it was showing off like the PlayStation at that time. They were going like, "Oh, we can we can make things look really realistic. Check this out, people who don't have a PlayStation, but you have to be having a PlayStation." <laughs> so it's kind of pointless. Well, it's like when they try to show off like the 3D TV on a commercial. On your normal TV. (laughs) Or high def TV. Advertising for people who already have the product. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, um, what's his face? I follow him on Twitter who does, like, the Blackwell series. He, in his adventure games, he bases characters off of real people, but that's just, he says it's because he's, he's not creative. He can't come up, it's like, he can only come up with, like, three different people, so he's like, it's so much easier just to take a picture of a real person, and then make a character that looks like it. So, I mean, he he has, like, contests that's like, okay, if you win this contest, I'm gonna make a character based off you. And huh. all the characters look like, you know, testers for the game and everything. I think that's funny. But, I think Paul Franzen mentioned this with, um, uh, heavy rain where it it comes across as a choose your own adventure style but if you replay it and take the other options the game doesn't really change it kind of does it depends like not every action is going to cause a change but there'll be like critical ones that will cause people to die or that will change the ending of the game Mm -hmm. i think he was actually talking about walking dead wasn't he like i remember him specifically complaining about that with walking dead yeah, but I remember also, I think, Heavy Rain. He no, was, yeah, I think I remember joking, that, too. Remember he's joking about. that with Heavy Rain, the, the producers of the game don't want people to replay the game because then they see how linear it is. Oh, yeah, I remember that now, yeah. Because, they, you know, they specifically said, don't replay the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, because weird. the way that you play it was supposed to be the way that it was for you, or whatever. Yeah, I think that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. That sounds a little silly. Well, that might be it. It's been. Be it. Well, we've got more of this conversation here. When you die, do you restart from the beginning? Because some of those cutscenes are long. When you die, do you die in real life? <laughs> I think you, you do. Die in the video game. Yes, you die in real life. Did we figure out where that's from? No, I searched and like, literally, the first entire page of Google is like. A bunch of Yahoo Answers like things where people are like, "In what movie do you? If you die in the game, do you die in real life?" <laughs> I didn't <laughs> click on any of them to see if there was like actually a response. Maybe I should. Uh, I'll look it up. Um, apparently, Dying. there are two things: you die in real life, and the game plays you. Oh, 
Whoa. In Soviet Russia. Yeah, that sounds like That's Soviet Russia. Oh, it happened in Fairly Odd Parents. Well, I don't care if that happened in Fairly Stay Odd Stay Alive two th- is a 2006 mm-hmm. horror film. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, like, it, this is pre-existing to 2006, though. I'm pretty sure it's just a staple of, hey, the characters are in a video game in this episode. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure it's just a general trope, like we said earlier. Or, like, you have to beat the game in order to get out. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm checking TV tropes, and it's it's saying this that is a trope, but they don't have enough examples or the beginning example for you die in real life. Yeah, interesting. They should have, like, they have fairly odd parents, don't they? That is example enough. Yeah, like enough. I said, that's... Yeah, but I mean, there was a DuckTales episode where that happened as well, but it wasn't a video game, it was, they were inside the internet. They were in, (laughs) they actually, because the internet is a series of tubes, they were actually inside tubes in, in like the phone lines, because this was the 1980s, and that's what internet is like in the 1980s. I want to go watch old cartoons where people go into the internet and see what people used to think the internet was like. Yeah. Like, uh, well, I mean, even yeah. if you watch the Fairly Odd Parents internet episode, it, it's funny because it's old at this point. I'm just thinking of the game uh, Shadow Run. If any of you played it for the Super Nintendo, apparently there's also a tabletop RPG. Like, okay, Jetty, I think I found it. I found it. Okay, so um, we will accept this as the real answer. Are you afraid of the dark? Had an episode called The Tale of the Forever Game. Okay, oh, is it the one where he's in the mall and he has to go get all the stuff and then it ends with the pinball rolling down on him? I don't know, I've never seen that episode. I, actually, I've never really seen Are You Afraid of the Dark because it's scary. Hey, well, no, because see... Let's say, let's say that episode made up the trope. We'll say that's the first time anybody ever did. When you die in the game, you die in real life. Okay, so after a boy mistreats his friends and family and steps into an ancient creaking tree, he mu- he learns that he must play a game against a strange beast that will put his sister and friend in serious jeopardy if he loses. Oh, no, I don't remember this one. Starring Kyle Downs as Serious Daniel. Jeopardy, where you must answer in the form of a question. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. No, uh... So there's a pinball one. I mean, they've got no. a list of every Are You Afraid the Dark episode. I remember there being a game where, like... Here it is. Uh, the Tale of the Pinball Wizard. A, mischief, okay. a mischievous kid is who is obsessed with pinball finds himself trapped in a mall at closing time and the protagonist of a real-life pinball game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And pinball games have protagonists? There are pinball games with stories. Are there? Yeah, like, uh... It's kind of hard to explain. Like, different little characters will pop up and stuff. Like, I mean, have you ever seen, like, oh, the Simpsons pinball game or any of that? Like, no. it's is not it like really... A, hmm? Is it like a pinball or is it like a video game representing a pinball machine? No, it's an actual pinball it's machine. It's an actual pinball machine. And, like, there okay. is kind of a story and, like, stuff flashes up on the board that's like, oh, you got the crown or whatever, like, uh, you know, in, in this example, uh, not the Simpsons one. Like, in the Simpsons one, it would be like, oh, no, you know... Something happened to Marge, or here comes Police Chief Wiggum or something. And, like, you have to hit little certain areas of it to continue on. I don't know. And then other sections will open up. Like, I don't really know how to explain pinball. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You just never come across it. Yeah. Like, I mean, there isn't 
like a story like you would get in, you know, an RPG or like a modern game or whatever. But there is sort of like a first you have to do this and you have to hit that part and then you have to get this number of points mm-hmm. and then hit that part. Yeah, yeah. I've played I've played pinball machines like or machines or you know like yeah. games yeah. Um, systems that do that, but they just never incorporated a story into why it was just sort of like this is the part that's flashing now, so you should hit that one. Yeah. Like anyone ever play the like the three D pinball on like a, your computer? Yeah, the Sierra Pinball. I like the one with uh, like the, the Halloween that, edition one. I played the one that was like space. Oh yeah, it was, like that. with your it was like with your solitaire and minesweeper. Ooh, the one with dinosaurs wasn't very good. <laughs> Why was this space one like the one that came up? The, the, that was the only one I ever came across. It would just come on certain computers. Like hmm. it was only like the space themed one. Does I still have the have... CD for that. <laughs> actually, would... I keep meaning to load it on my computer so I can play it again. Why would it? Why would it be like load preloaded on certain computers? I don't know. Why wouldn't it? Hold on, I'm gonna load up pinball. Oh, 3D pinball. Yeah, 3D. but it's going. Oh, wait, there we go. Yeah, space 3D pinball space cadet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm playing it right now. <laughs> how do How do I play? What buttons do I push? I think it's is it was it Z and X or I no? It was so. like. No, it's like Z on one side and then like M like on the other side. It's like M or something. Hold on, no, it's not, doing, it's not doing anything. Space, I'm losing, space. guys. Thanks. I think it's like Z. <laughs> no, like you, click, you click the mouse oh. buttons left and right. Really? No, no, no. No, it's not. No, okay, that sorry. That was in my uh, edition of the game. No. Apparently oh. I did something to cause the game to tilt. Okay, oh, you pressed X. It's Z. And the slash. So yeah, it's literally like... Um, you should be able to go up to the top and, like, change the options. Hold on, and I'm... Oh, there we go. Okay, now I'm playing the game. Playing the game while I'm on the podcast. I'm Michael Gray. Playing the <laughs> podcast. That's okay. Quick, everybody. Everybody get a game and play it on the podcast. I've got my That's fire on. I'm trying to do this heavy rain four-day oh. challenge thing. I'm, That's I'm a not... temple run going right now. <laughs> there we go. Whoops. Oh, man. Okay, so apparently, um, Mary Poppins, you know, they jump inside the portrait in Mary Poppins, so if you die inside the portrait, you die in real life. Okay. The chalk paintings. Okay. So, I'm gonna say that maybe invented the trope, not Are You Afraid of the Dark? Well, I can imagine that, like, the concept of, uh, you entering a story or a play or a picture or something goes back before Mary Poppins. I don't know. Oh, let's see if you can find a... I mean, the trope for that is called Trapped in TV Land. Okay. But that seems to be based on, say, TV rather than, like, um, stories. Well, yeah, but, uh, I don't know, they have tropes that are named for something recent but have actually been around for much longer. Ah, that one, ah, they cheated me out of that one. Oh, oh boy, sorry. I get to put my name, it's going to be Player One. I got a score of 200,000... Or 201,000 points at one. Come on, let's play again. <laughs> oh, wait. That's apparently the storyline of Doki Doki Panic, which was Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah. Oh, interesting. The storyline is that two kids are trapped inside a storybook, and they need to defeat King oh, okay. Mort in order to escape. So which is why in Super Mario Brothers 2, it's Mario's trapped inside his own dream. But then it, like... Wow. Doesn't it, like, turn out like they tried to keep it so like it was it was like an actual thing like he had just been in the dream world but like it was a thing that actually happened see paul paul 
when we did the video walkthrough for Super Mario Brothers 2, Paul brought this up, and uh, basically the Shy Guys, those are characters you see in a lot of Mario games, they were introduced in Super Mario Brothers 2, the American version. Yeah. So Nintendo's so Nintendo's excuse is that say he saw the Shy Guys at an airport or whatever, and so you know they were in his dream because of that. Does that make any well, sense? Not really. Sure it does. The char- they wanted they to weren't explain invented. It. They weren't invented in Mario's dream. They were in his dream because they already existed. It sounds kind of dumb. Well, I mean, how else are how else are we going to explain they exist in real life? It's because Mario had a dream and then somehow his dream came true. That makes it way does. more sense. That's how that dreams does work. Make more sense. But Paul's joke was Paul's joke was that Wart was probably just somebody Mario saw at the airport and he just thought he was a bad guy, and so that's why Mario had the dream about Wart stealing people and you know killing whatever it is he killed yeah. turnips right. I haven't played that game in a while. Oh, I just died. Yeah, so are we done with this podcast? I think we're... Sorry, I was distracted playing. Yeah, no, I'm getting distracted now. Yeah. Oh, I'm distracted <laughs> playing this, this pinball game that came pre-installed on my computer. You learn things every day. We still didn't learn why it came pre-installed on my computer, though. Good point. I don't know, because this is a perfectly legally acquired version of Windows XP. Oh, wait a minute. What's What's that Tron movie? Yeah. Has anybody <laughs> seen that? No. I saw the original. I haven't when seen you die in, is, is there a game in that where if you die in that game, you die in real life? I think the implication was that if you died while you were in there, you died in... Yeah, yeah, in, the, in Legacy, if you die in there, you die in real life. Okay, so let's say that made up the trope, Tron 1982. I don't know if they I mean, I know that I know they totally stole that from Mary Poppins, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's definitely their inspiration. They were watching Mary Poppins, and they said, you know, I could see this as a video game. There probably is a Mary Poppins video game out there somewhere. Oh, yeah, well, definitely. What do you mean? Let's check this out. Mary Poppins video game. Dot com. That was another, that was another Man, question. I... Another topic I thought I was going to bring up, wasn't it? Or Mary Poppins dot com? No, I mean, um, uh, video games when they're made late, because, um, like... The Princess Bride video game was made 25 years after The Princess Bride came out. So do, oh, are yeah. licensed games better when they come out after, like, the movie? Because usually they have to rush the game's production well, to make it come out. Like, long after the movie, not, like, after the movie in general. Because movies, that, the games that come out before the movie probably aren't very good. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying usually what happens, like, with the Harry Potter, it's... They rush the production of the game so it comes out at the exact same time as the movie. Yeah. So I, I was just wondering... But if they had more time to spend making the game, would it be a better game if instead of just being rushed to meet the release schedule? Yeah, that's schedule? my question, but I don't know if there are any examples. I don't know. You expect me to play video games? What is this, video game cola? Well, I mean, are there, aren't there any licensed games which came out after the license? I don't know. Mickey Mouse... Okay, I'm done with that. Sorry, I'm done with the pinball game. I got 2,444,000 points. So. Yeah, figure out this heavy yeah, rain thing. <laughs> significant number. So is there actual rain in heavy rain? Okay. Like, why is it, it called heavy plot, rain? Like... Is, I... 
Yeah, is it really that heavy? Because when, when I first heard about the game, oh, I made fun oh. of it. It's like, that's the stupidest title for a game ever. It's, it's a game about the weather. Have you heard about Mario Kart 7? What? That's <laughs> silly name it's a game. game. How is that a bad name for the game? It's the seventh game in the Mario Kart series. It seems like a perfectly logical title. But you title. can't do that if you didn't number the other ones. Oh, that's why we can't do that? Oh. Yes, you can't call something seven if there hasn't been a six, five, four, three, two, or one. I don't know. There was I a mean, sixty-four. About, this was a question for Space Quest because they had Space Quest one, two, three, four, five, and those were in Roman numerals. But Space Quest six was just six in the Arabic form, and so Space Quest seven was going to be Space Quest seven, the return to Roman numerals. Oh, that's funny. That was a projected title for the game, but I mean, it's like, that could have worked, right? Yeah. Could have. But see, they were acknowledging that. They just threw Mario Kart 7 at us. Okay, so wait, do you do you know the plot of Heavy Rain, Michael? No. Okay, well, go look it up, because it'll make sense. Well, does it... Uh, tell me what it is. Does it have to deal with rain? Yeah. It's about... The Love game is about a serial killer. Uh, that doesn't have anything to do with rain. <laughs> what? Michael. It's about a serial killer who is killing children by drowning them in a well with rain. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so let me get this straight. He puts children in a well while it's raining. Yes. And that drowns them. Yes. Do these children not know how to swim? Duh. I don't know. But what does he do when it's not raining? He doesn't kidnap children. Oh, okay. So he kidnaps people based off the weather patterns. Yep, pretty much. So it's a game based off weather. Yes, but the rain is important. Don't make fun of it. It's a really good game. I really want to play it. <laughs> so you perform a series of quick time events. This is not like Apple Quick Time, is it? No, it's no. quick time gameplay. <laughs> when the buttons appear on the screen and you have to press the button when they show up because the button's on the screen for like a second. Yeah, which is why I think it's more fun. Well, not more fun, but more interesting if you'll play it with the move because you actually have to like make motions with the move controller. Like... You know, he opens an umbrella so he doesn't get rained on? <laughs> God. You need to watch some gameplay videos or something, Michael. It's so much more than that. It's really good. I'm, I, I would love to watch this movie. I'm just questioning the fact that it's a game. I'm beating my head against my bed right now. It's really good. And, of course, I'm, I can't complain because I'm playing, like, 10-10-10. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's so nothing. Well, that has puzzles in it. It does have puzzles, adventure game puzzles. I think it was just a really interesting concept for a game. And yeah, it to, is like a like, movie at some point. not have gameplay? This is why we don't get fan mail. Yeah. People, I just make fun of anybody who sends in fan mail or, you know, professes an opinion. Oh, there are four playable characters. That's pretty cool. Wait a minute. Do they really count as playable characters in, like, a quick-time event game, though? They I do. guess they do. Because you play as them. Therefore, they are playable characters. Hence the name. So are you done with this I podcast? Michael and I can <laughs> argue about Heavy Rain at another time. <laughs> yes. Okay. It was a fun podcast. Uh, okay, yeah. Oh, my God. He's not done yet. Well, okay, so they were originally going to call Heavy Rain the Origami Killer. That is a much better title. Yeah, I know. Actually, I think that would be a better title. So wait, wait. What does origami have to do with killing if he drowns them? <sighs> he puts, and this he puts podcast... like an origami swan next to each well. Yes. Is that it? Well, it's not a swan. 
It's a crane! It's a crane! Darn you! I think, yeah, he puts it next to his victims. But they drowned. I mean, but, I mean, isn't there a lot of water around when people drown? Just saying, paper doesn't do so well in water. I think that would destroy the the body in the second location. So he drowns them and then moves the body. How does he get the body out of the well? I don't know. I'm pretty sure Christian's uh, thing seems to be pretty accurate where he called it glaring plot holes. (laughs) Oh, okay. Just like listening to you guys argue, it sounds like. I I haven't watched the gameplay in a while. Apparently I'm going to have to go do that again, and then I will tell you. Well, no, and then next podcast we can argue about the plot holes in uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. No, because I agree with most of your plot holes. Oh. We can't argue about that. Well, no, I mean, but, I mean, there was a podcast where I tried to get people to talk about Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, but I think only Zach Ridge had played it. Well, and Michael Ridgway. I remember listening to that one. I was like, I could have been so helpful. I think we should save it for another podcast. Yeah. Because this is going to take, like, hours. Yes. Yes, okay, next podcast, both of you. Uh, it'll be the okay. showdown. The Game Cola debate cast. <laughs> gray versus Gray. Oh, no. See, and we can start off with, Hi, I'm Michael Gray, and I'm Diana Gray. No relation. We tried that last time, and my mic cut up for the no part. Yeah, now it's just awkward. Way to, Yikes. Way to go, Jetty. <laughs> so anyway, okay, this podcast is done. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, wait. We're supposed to... Do housekeeping. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this was a Game Cola podcast uh, from GameCola.net. Go visit our actual internet website. Go visit us on YouTube, uh, GC.net, with the word dot and the word net. Uh, rate us highly on iTunes. Search for Game Cola. Search for us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter, where we're at Game Cola. Uh, and thank you for listening to our great listeners. Thank you, everyone who came and attended and was on the podcast. Joseph Martin, Michael Gray, and Diana Gray, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. And we do appreciate the end. you. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, Bye, Twitter really at GameCola, or is it just GameCola, and you follow it at GameCola? This podcast is over. Bye. (laughs) I don't know how Twitter works.